Okay, so I want to do a series of podcasts where I talk about, I say series because there's so many different kinds and I don't want it to be like eating disorders. I, my friend Courtney actually said the word food relationships. Like she was like, I have a weird relationship with food and that seems so much more like palatable to me. You know what I mean? Cause you, and, and also when I started realizing all the stuff that I was doing that actually was like symptoms of an eating disorder that I didn't realize I think it's just too I feel like the word eating disorder brings up like two things is either you don't eat anorexia or you throw up bulimia but there's so many other things that I was doing like mannerisms that I didn't realize came from an eating disorder right yeah <laughs> like so one of the things we talked about and you're still your baby's young yeah so she's not eating anything but like baby food it's all like sweet potatoes and stuff. Have to eat okay good so with my son he asked all the time for food constantly and when I was talking to my friend Victoria who doesn't have any kids she was like that's weird to me but she also has never struggled with food which seems weird to me I'm like you know, who doesn't have an eating disorder <laughs> like, something but you talked about I was asking you and you said that you had some sort of history Yeah, I think mine derives back to just past trauma with men Mm -hmm. my entire life, even to now, like something traumatizing or something so great happened with a man. Mm -hmm. It's always affected how I eat. Really? Uh, Yeah. Like past trauma as in like, I've never been harmed in any way by family, but outside of family I have. And when that happened to me at a very young age, after that, I just remember as a child, just overeating. Mm-hmm. Like I remember looking around at my friends and telling myself like, what is wrong? Why am I like this? Why am I so sad that I'm having the only thing that's making me happy is like overindulging in right. food. Right. Yeah. Cause I think as a kid, your perspective is ruined when certain things happen. So there, yeah. there are small things that can make you happy and food was that thing. That's true. And they say it's one of those things like if you can't control anything else, but you can control your food and overeating is like a big thing. That's what, this is how I tried to describe it. I think I've talked about it on the podcast, but like, okay, you know, you've worked with me before. So the restaurant that we work at, the server station is a known area where there's just a plethora of snacks and anyone eat, everyone eats everyone's food. Right. But there's just always shit back there. And the bartender, (laughs) one of our favorite (laughs) bartenders, knows the secret to keeping us happy is to just feed us. So he's always got shit back there. And I was trying to explain to people that I was like, it's like, it's like an addiction. It would be like if every day you're an alcoholic and every day you walk into work and they're like, hey, have a shot. Free. It's just right here. Just have one. Like and it's just staring you in the face. Like, all right, well if you change your mind, it's gonna be right here, sitting here staring at you the entire shift. You know what I mean? And it's like I have to sit and stare at just chocolate and whatever. And then I'll do it. I give in because this is, this is the cycle for me. Okay. Seize junk food. And I'm like, oh, can't do it. Walk away. Immediately tortured by the fact that I don't have it. Go back, have it. Satisfied for the two seconds it takes me to eat it. And then the second it's off my tongue, I'm like, why did I do that? And the shame kicks in and I get this like shame spiral of, Ew, you fat, gross pig, you know, and it just goes from there. And then just one thing after another. And then you're like, well, I've already eaten shit. Yeah. May as well just keep doing it. You know, I'll start tomorrow with the whatever. And I, and I worked out and that has helped me a little bit, but this is the thing that I didn't realize was 
when I was talking to one of my friends from work, uh, she was telling me about when I was describing my like eating habits, she was like, that's, that's also an eating disorder. It's called orthorexia. And I was like, okay, let me Google it. So I Googled it and I was like, holy fuck, this is what it's, it's basically obsessive eating, like obsessively eating healthy and like counting calories and things like that. And I was like, that's, that's how I felt because there was a time period in the very beginning when I was working out and I was dieting crazy hard because I was trying to lose weight right now. I'm kind of just maintaining. So it's not as like stressful, but in the beginning, everything I ate, I ridiculed myself for. And if I ever ate anything there was like a piece of candy or whatever, something that I thought was unhealthy, I would be like, I need to go for a walk or like go exercise immediately. Like, Im- like lace up your shoes and go walk oh because it gosh. was like, there's two, I mean, it was obsessive and I have OCD, so that also doesn't help, but it was just like one thing, I, you know what I mean? It was just like num- calorie numbers sitting in my head all day. And we were talking about that because normally if I'm by myself on the days I don't have my son or if I'm at, you know, he's at school or I'm doing whatever, I can usually push food out of my brain. And if I don't, like I can go a long time without eating in the morning. So as soon as I start eating, I know that it's going to happen. It See, it does sound like alcohol when I talk about that. It's like drinking, you know what I mean? Like I can't have a casual snack any more than a fucking alcoholic can have a casual beer. And it sounds like I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I swear to you, I'm not. Like food is the only thing that I have struggled with addiction wise. I could quit anything else. I have quit everything else, you know what I mean? But like, fuck, something about. I think in that, a lot of people move past that. I'm obviously not moved past that today. Same. But a lot of people move past that by finding something that brings them just as much joy as eating, eating what you know that you shouldn't be eating. Like we, what, what can grow from this earth and what we can take from this earth is susceptible for our bodies. Right. It is. We can cut out a lot. It's right. hard to, I can, I can preach on it all day, but right. I'm act on it. No, cause I'm not ready. Right. Right. I found what's going to make me so happy that right. I can take what is unnecessary. What's been processed, mm-hmm. what is sweet, what is good. Yeah. Until I find something that makes me just as happy as that did. Oh, being skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's terrible. We're talking yeah. about it. And it can be anything. I mean, like hobbies, a person, anything, a yeah. pet, and you might have all those things, or you might not. Even do you a, not think that's different... like replacing one bad habit for another bad habit? I mean, it depends on what. I guess it's a bad habit. Right. Now, if it's another bad habit, then that just you're right. You're right. You're you're right. Purpose. Well, that is something because I had a lot of people reach out whenever because I post stuff all the time about like losing weight or whatever. If I like the progress that I've made, yeah. because first I want to lose weight, and now I'm trying to gain muscle, so I'm trying to see the progress in my body ah sorry my microphone was fine um but when I talk about it everyone always asks you know like what are you doing and I've had people reach out and try to message me about it and the last person who asked me I was like I can you know because she was like I've got you know 10 pounds whatever they're being stubborn and I want to lose them and I was like I can tell you I can tell you what to do but honestly it's not going to be like I'm not going to send you recipes you know what I mean it's going to be a whole like, these are our conversations yeah I mean, what I can do but it's up to that person to be like all right she put the foot in the door let me open it right She's not gonna hold the door for me right yeah like and I can only do so much and it's it's gonna be a whole lifestyle change I was like I don't know if these things work separately but I know they work together because I'm doing them all together so I'll write a list of and I'm still I still need to do it because 
oh my God, I've got a million things. I need to just like write a list and tackle all this stuff. But I was like, I'll, you know, I'll write it down from the second I wake up what I do to the moment I go to bed at night, because it's got to be a, like a total transformation. And yeah, that's the thing is like, if you're not, cause I have had people ask me and Nate who came on the podcast, Nate Ortiz was telling me that whenever he takes on clients, um, he makes sure that they're ready. And that was something he told me then that I didn't, I guess, like fully understand whenever he told me, but now I get it. Cause he was like, I'm not, I'm not wasting my time. And if you're not ready to invest in yourself, you're wasting my time because I could tell you all day long, but if you're not going to do it. And I've had that experience yeah. with friends where it's like, they'll ask me advice and I, then I'm exhausting myself because I'm not, I'm giving you advice. You're not taking it. That's my whole thing. You know, it's like, don't that's, ask me. That's another thing. When I ask you something and I don't take it right. Once it kicks me in the ass for not taking your advice. I always think back like, what is that good? Oh, you but that's okay because I don't say I told you so yeah ever and I respect that that's why I keep coming back I know I know and that's why I think that's why it's so I'm approachable for people and people feel comfortable saying that because and let me tell you why I don't do it because if I ever come to, it's hard enough for me to say I'm wrong ever not that I've ever been wrong in my life but should it happen it would be difficult for me to say I'm wrong and if I ever came to you and was like hey I'm really sorry I should have listened whatever and you were like yeah I told you uh, I'm socking you in the face like I'm gonna knock your teeth out of your fucking head <laughs> because no so you know what I mean like Don't that's a crazy. worse yeah that's, that's a worse feeling things. exactly yeah. I already feel like shit I know that you were right it's, it's hard enough to come to you. I don't have, you know, I don't owe it to you to come to yeah. you, but I'm doing this nice thing. And then you're going to shit in my face and be like, oh yeah, fuck off. So no, I'm not doing that. That's why, you know. No, I told you so. <sighs> right. Yeah. Right. Because I know how gross it feels. So I guess changing the way, and like you were talking about with like healthy food and things like that, that did help cutting those things out. And that's what I'm saying when I talk about these like changes lifestyle changes like not eating stuff I don't know not getting your diet from fucking a gas station you know what I mean you know how many years years (laughs) I ate from a gas station just that's like my only source I mean maybe they had like Hunt's Brothers pizza you know but other than that that's that's if you're lucky you know and thinking back on it now that I say this this actually started in high school because the school that I went to would run out of food at lunch we played basketball and we were the last the girls basketball team was always the last one to get in there um and every time we walked in they were out of food so we'd be like all right well, I guess just give me fucking Reese's and that's what we just eat for lunch isn't that gross that's not that's not good at all I don't know how and I was still skinny then I'd go back and sue me. <laughs> we paid. That was private school. I went to private school. We paid for this. And they were on our food. And we'd look at the lunch ladies and they'd be like, sorry. Like, oh, cool. All right. Well, I guess just scrounge me up a Snickers bar or something, bitch. Like, what the fuck? Who runs out of food? We're eating nachos for breakfast. My, my mom, she always worked. She was a nurse. She had to go to work at like 6 a.m. So we didn't do breakfast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, she said before, she's like, I kind of just like, put y'all on autopilot but kind of just raise yourselves every minute like yeah it's fine but no we didn't do breakfast so like that's why I think that's why I'm okay with not eating for a long time in the morning but my 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 food what is it, what is it called 
my food hygiene mm-hmm. is not good. It's not good. <laughs> it could be better. It could be better. Mine could be better. Yeah. A lot better. Um, so just... what, where did yours come from? What, I mean, you don't have to be specific. It's just like childhood trauma. Yeah. Just, just like, like sex, sexual abuse. Oh, so and that was... affected eating. Yes. Marriage, I think because it was something that I thought about every day. I still think yeah. about every day and it doesn't affect the way I say it doesn't affect the way that I move now, but it definitely does. Yeah. I just try to tuck it like back. And yeah. I think that carried through to any other male that has ever crossed me in my life, like ever. Right. I think each relationship I put myself in, I'm either really proactive and I'm enjoying it and that's a good relationship and I'm eating healthy. Mm-hmm. And if that ends toward the end of it, I am just sad and I overeat and I try to find something. If I don't have a man to make me happy, then I'm going to find something else to make me happy. And food. That what better, food. What's better than food? Yeah, so this, this past relationship that I was in, it lasted two years. And within those two years, there were ups and downs and every down in that relationship where I felt like I wasn't enough because he was doing things mm-hmm. behind my back. Shitty things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or sending other females messages triggers to me showing that you're not completely faithful to me. Well, I'm going to push to the side to cope. I'm going to eat. Right. Cause you, you make me happy, even though you're doing all these things to me, this is a minor inconvenience. I'll just overeat, which right. is a major inconvenience without you seeing it. Right. Cause I'm, I'm misjudged. I'm clouded because the food is making me happy and you're 50% of what's making me happy. So together it's enough, but right. it's not healthy right. at all. It digs a deeper hole for my mental state. When I see my body change and I feel your, your eyesight change to somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say too. Like the, you would think, I mean, I guess they would think that if, or it seems like if we were going to, if, if some guy was cheating on us or we thought he was cheating on us, It'd be like, well, we're going to hit the gym and get hot and skinny. No, yeah, no, he's cheating on me. He thinks I'm ugly. He probably thinks I'm fat. Well, if he thinks I'm fat, I'm just going to go eat like that, yeah. you know, and you fall into this like self-sabotage, whatever hole, like you said. And also another thing that you were talking about, depression. Holy fuck. I think it just clicked in my head. It's like, I forget that I have such yeah, crippling. <laughs> depression sometimes it goes it's, way back if you can yeah. remember eating Reese's in school yeah or not having that like morning breakfast yeah. that is carried on to now oh for sure and also we talked about this too because I upset someone yesterday he was eating his pizza folded in half and I was like that seems crazy and he did not like that I said that. What? <laughs> because it upset him. And I was like, I didn't know. But he had this, it was a weird thing. And he was like, whatever. Apparently one of his exes used to talk about it. And I was like, listen. Trigger. I, but I get it because the other day I was at home and I was wearing a robe because I was trying to feel comfy and be happy. And one of my friends walked in and made a comment about my robe. Nothing even, it was like, oh, uh, I like your robe or something. It was something about it being like a grandma robe or grandma vibes or something. It was completely harmless. But in my mind, (laughs) the story my brain was telling me, that's what we just talked about, Brene Brown. Okay. The story my brain was telling me was that I was like lazy and that I was like old, you know, unattractive. All the words, all the things that come to mind when you think about grandma, because that's what my ex-husband used to say like when and I we had a lot we had a good conversation the other day and I got a lot of closure but 
I talked to him about that because I was like, on the day-to-day basis, I was struggling right after I gave birth. I was struggling with postpartum, just general depression, you know, everyday depression. Yeah, the, like mental and physical trauma that came with having- Yes, having a baby. the way that you yes. had Yes, it was. And that's what I said, too. I was like, we you never even addressed the fact that, that, that childbirth was so fucking dramatic for me. Like, it was terrible. And you never addressed it. And then, you know, you're going off, he goes to work, you're going for 12 hours a day, I'm at home, I can barely keep my fucking head above water. All the like, and this is personal, I'm opening up now, but like all the worries of like, I'm, I'm going to be the kind of person who puts their kid in the oven, you know, like all those thoughts came to my head and were haunting me, you know, and it's just, I'm being bombarded with the shit I've got. I had a C-section and my um, bladder, they had to sew up because it ruptured. So I've got stitches, you know, whatever. And I'm barely hanging on. I've got a crying baby. I can't put clothes on because it hurts to put pants on. And then he walks in the door and makes it, the first comment he makes is like, how are you still in your robe? <laughs> and I was like, he wasn't ready uh, no 100 percent. I don't think either of you were ready no. I don't think anyone giving birth is ever no. ready no and he you know in in another thing Brene Brown if you haven't read any of her books or looked her up she's got like a Netflix special she's got a lot of it, amazing stuff you can look up and she talks about the story in my head is one of her things um oh being a dick the the other thing the other thing is that you have to assume that most people are doing their best okay it doesn't seem like it but you have to get the benefit of the doubt and say okay are they doing the best so when I thought when I looked back on it I was like okay let's let's revisit right after I had my kid and assume he was doing his best what does that look like and I was like yeah in his mind all right I'm here I'm doing my best my wife just had a kid Uh, yeah my wife just had a kid we have a kid I've got to make money I've got to go to work I'm going to get this promotion I'll just bust my ass for six months six months that's all it'll take six months I'll bust my ass and then I'll get a promotion and we'll move and and you know all because he was saying all these things to me but in my mind it was like six months all right another six months all right no you know it's like god damn you're you I'm chasing a carrot you know what I mean like was it actually another six months after another six months it would be I mean he was moving up and he was moving up steadily and then it was like well now I can get this now it's GM GM's in the picture well now I can get area director I can get this and it's like all right well guess guess what was happening the whole time he was chasing his dreams I'm sitting at home waiting tables part-time so that I can take care of our son so that you can go pursue your dreams and I told him this I mean, last week I broke down and was like, I don't, I have not gotten any closure for any of the shit that you put me through. And I'm not saying that I did not have a lot to do with the downfall of our marriage, but you never even acknowledged, you know, like anything, nothing. And it was so hard for me. And you disrespected me and then told me like you dismissed me. When I said you're hurting my feelings, you know, like it sucked for a long time. And I feel like I finally got some closure with that because he, I mean, was like breaking down in tears and was like, I I am aware of the mistakes that I made in our relationship. And had we done, you know, I was like, I'm not, I don't want to get back together. Don't get it (laughs) twisted. We're terrible together. But 
excuse me, I didn't realize how traumatized I was by all that because he was so dismissive of it, you know? Like, even looking back at labor, I remember, like, screaming for an epidural, and he was laying on the couch next to me. And I was like, get the fuck up. Do something. And he's like, what do you want me to do? Like, I don't fucking know, but I'm in pain. Like, you know, you know? and he's just like, well, I'm tired. I'm like, I don't care. And then two hours later, we're both on the step, you know what I mean? Me and the kid. Like, so it's like, I, I think what's impacting me like the most, like seeing now is couples that are both extremely driven and both able to juggle what they have going on in their life when it comes to their kids, when it comes to your, to their jobs. And I think the perception of males and females throughout the years yes, is the wife will stay yes. care of the kids will cook will clean will do nothing yes. but that reproduce and tell their daughter to do the same yes and it's generational yes so yes that depression has been going on for years yes and you experienced it yeah and now there's that time of you being able to pursue your dreams. Right. It's and that's what I, that. Yes. And that's what I realized the other day. Cause I was like, am I really, am I really changing anything? Cause we separated, but I mean, I say, I say ex-husband, we're still married on paper. I need health insurance for anyone who's not in America. If you want to go to the fucking doctor, <laughs> you have to have, I don't know insurance yeah but what kind of job you know what I mean I have a full-time job I make just as much money as the next person what I don't I don't know anyway it's fucking bullshit so I have to stay married to him on paper but that's what I kept thinking and I was like am I really have I really actually cut any of these sports and I was thinking about it to you telling you because I remember telling you and I felt like such a fucking hypocrite and this is the first time I'm telling you this because I just thought about it but I was so mad at myself because I was like I remember telling her specifically like I was scared to leave I was scared to be on my own but just do it jump but I had a safety net of child support yeah you know what I mean like or my parents who could step in god I would I don't want to ask them ever I'm 31 years old but I mean, they're not gonna let me be fucking homeless That's you know what I mean story you should, should right to and it, it's a but weird it's a feeling yes it's a pride thing like I'm 31 failed marriage whatever but then I thought about it and was like am I actually have I actually done anything other than moving out and yes my bills have gone up like um you know I am a single mother but like realistically I'm still under his thumb because should he decide to stop paying child support what's my plan I think you need to think even farther past that he stops paying child support all Mm -hmm. right you need help you go to your family even though you don't want to because I think you have intentions to surpass that right. basic lifestyle that everyone is living right you keep living that basic lifestyle the amount you borrowed from your family for that certain amount of time right once you surpass that lifestyle you'll have enough money to pay them back two times over right you have to think, think about that and then set them up right for the rest of their lives if I, know. I know and, and that's what I kept saying well. and I'm not I'm, I'm basically doing that without borrowing any money I'm basically just bar- borrowing for myself but like living on my savings and you know living on my savings chasing my dreams like that's real and I'm like I promise y'all I feel I feel like every person like in the movies you know that's like I probably just I sound like Jeff six more months but I swear to you it's like dude please just I I can't give up I'm too deep invested now and when I think about going back and trying to find like an office job yeah I can't and I mean, I still like waiting tables is the only thing that gives me that l- 
like just enough like flexibility freedom because if I have to go back to something that's not like when my mom sends me jobs I'm like I just can't if I if I take that job I'm accepting defeat because I'm not going to have time for the things that I want to do to like build so this is it I'm put I'm I've put all my chips on this fucking bet and it's got to pay off you know what I mean it's got to but that's what I that's what I'm gonna keep saying if you're you know persistent it does pay off and I don't think that, I feel like a lot of people knock the service industry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd take it back. Oh, million right now, percent. What I was doing right now wasn't beneficial because of the insurance, because of the benefits for my daughter. If that wasn't happening, I would switch over to the service industry because it gives you time off. I, you, I could have a full day right. with my daughter. Right. Working the, a seven to five, a nine to five, mm-hmm. when you get home, you're exhausted. But if you can choose to bounce around on the week or work three consecutive days or three swings, be there morning to night. Right. And then have three or four days with your child. Yeah. Be wonderful. But when right. you work those office jobs, it becomes miserable. And that's what I'm saying. Why? I mean, there's a reason everyone works fucking service industry jobs. It's not because it's fun. It's not because the people are nice to you. Yeah. It's not because people treat you like a human. It's because you can make quick money. If I need, if I'm like, oh fuck, phone bills due tomorrow. I can pick up a chip tonight. Someone's going to give me a chip. You know what I mean? And just go in there and be like, hey, I got to make 200 bucks tonight and make it happen. Like, there's only so much you can do, obviously, but still, like, you know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do is like show up and actually keep consistently doing it. I, I, hate, I hate that word so much. It's fucking haunting me. It really is. But that is, I mean, that's something, excuse me, that's something that I'm trying to prove for my son. Because just like you're talking about breaking these, uh, these, these, antiquated cycles of like you know my, like my mom when I said I didn't want to stay in an unhappy relationship and she's like well you know he doesn't be you and he doesn't cheat on you and I'm like I don't want I don't want my kid to see that as that you shouldn't be what you can what, want are, more what, what makes a man exactly that shouldn't be the factors of what makes that's a good basic man. yeah that's basic okay well let's raise our standards a little bit right <laughs> Right? Like, I thought you wish to ask you. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm going to be greatly specific now. Yeah. When I say, like, I, I want something. We're talking about manifesting. Like, be specific. Raise your standards a little bit. That's like arranged marriage. Oh, that's yeah, like but taking someone that's, that look, that seems like a, he hits the no beating, no cheating. <laughs> Good husband, arrange them and marry them. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like even with arranged marriages, they put more fucking thought into it. You know what I mean? At least they've got something to do Exactly. <laughs> don't want to repeat of Thanksgiving. She's <laughs> like, well, you don't have a date this time. So bitch. You start telling her every like family event, like, I have a date coming. This is so exciting. Tell them a name and everything. And then shop and be like, make it do it every single holiday. <laughs> every single one. No, because then they'll think I can't secure the bag. And I can, obviously. If I wanted to bring a man home for Thanksgiving or Christmas, I would, okay? Let me be clear. <laughs> I can't be so speaking of this is just a little well no okay scratch that I won't be petty you don't have to play this part well I was just gonna say I was I, I wanted to do an episode and then I decided not to I just wanted to give a shout out 
to the girl who fucked my boyfriend, right? <laughs> because this week I got confirmation that they're apparently like posting on social media and someone told me and I don't ever get any updates from them about him because I don't want to know. I don't fucking care. But apparently he's like out in a relationship with the girl who he told me I was crazy <laughs> for thinking that they were fucking, right? So this is just, the this is the only closure I'm going to get. He's obviously not going to, because he fled the state. He moved away, right? Um, but this is the only closure I'm going to get. And I kept waiting for like an apology and it's not coming. So I'll at least get a little bit of closure from knowing like I wasn't crazy yeah. when I said, hey, who's this girl out by your car without her fucking shoes on? <laughs> who's this girl who threw up at my job when he brought her for me to wait on for my birthday because he painted it as they were going to give me a bunch of money they're all service industry they're going to give you a bunch of money she came she overdrank. she couldn't handle her liquor and threw up she sounds young she is young she was 21 and I didn't know at the time the reason she threw up was because she was so nervous because she was fucking my boyfriend and it was your birthday and you were serving the bitch. and I was serving her and then he like gave me a hug in front of her like gave me a kiss in front of everyone and was like going on and on and on and then he left and I remember I was closing and I looked down and I tracked him and he was at these apartments in our city across town and I remember looking down and being like that's weird. If I didn't trust him, this would look really fucking shady. And one of my coworkers was like, do you think he's doing anything? And I was like, no, no. And then when I got off and he didn't answer and I was like, mm, okay, this seems shady. So I drove to the house he was at and the gate was locked, obviously, because it was an apartment complex. So I waited till someone came in, went behind him and just drove around until I saw his car. I was like, I'll find him eventually. He's here somewhere. I don't know where, I don't know whose apartment it is, but he's not answering. And he left with 20 girls so what's the deal and then I finally I drove around the building once came around the second time and I saw him like in his car because he was like I'm leaving now and I was like no stay where you are like I, I want to know where you are and then when I pulled up I saw him in his car and she was standing next to him without shoes on like she had chased him outside and she was talking to him and he was like yes yeah, she's right there and she turned around and like looked me in the eyes and I was like hello like who the fuck are you and she walked inside, didn't say anything. And I was like, get in the car right now. Like, get in my car. And he got in and I was like, I don't know what the fuck that was, but I'm 30 years old. I'm sick to my stomach. Oh, it was terrible. And I was like, what, like, what was that? And he was like, so I was like, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't do this. I don't question what you're doing. I'm not going to look through your fucking phone. I don't have time or energy for that. Okay. Like, so he convinced me that I was crazy. She's an employee. They were drinking, whatever. I said, okay. And then he got sick. I told him, because then he said he got sick and he didn't want me to be at the house. And he was, and it was weird. And I remember being like, why? Like, what? If you're sick, because he was like, I don't want to get you sick. I was like, if you're sick, I'm sick. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. I, we basically lived together. What are you talking about? And it was just so out of character. And I remember being so, like, him cheating on me didn't, even after that, I didn't think, like, I was having dreams that he was cheating on me, but in my brain, it just did not click that that was even a possibility because it was so out of character. And I told him, like, I remember being like, I, I just wanted to be here to like, take care of you. But 
worst thing about being sick is not having anyone yeah. like I live alone it sucks to be sick and not have anyone to take care of you that's what happened my whole pregnancy yeah. you know what I mean when Jeff was gone I was like it sucks so I always yeah. want to take care of people when they get sick and I was like I just want to be here like I'm what not did I do I'm not obsessed yeah yeah and I was just like I don't understand like this is so crazy he's a love of my life why is he acting this way and then I stayed the the night that I came home we had this big long talk everything seemed to be on the up and up and then I found a fucking pair of earrings on his bedside table <laughs> I was like God. but talk about yeah. what happened when you found them what was happening what was he doing for you oh when he was like pouring my drink and being nice is that what you mean yeah yeah that hearing that and then seeing that oh it that's was, what messed like messed me up hearing that yeah thing. okay so yeah so I had a hard day at work whatever oh, I went to the bathroom <clears throat> we were at his house and he was drinking a beer or whatever and I heard the you know beer open and I was like oh like I kind of want a beer but that sounds good or like a truly I'll, I'll probably drink something and then the door opened and he had my little favorite cactus mug and he had poured my drink in there and was like here I brought this to you and I was like I was just gonna tell you like I wanted this it was so sweet and everything was fine we had just been talking about like moving in together we were talking about building a future together something happened that I won't air out too much of his dirty laundry I'll air our, our dirty laundry but I'm not gonna air out his right and that's what makes me so mad is I could have I could have really fucking taken a nasty route with this I really could have and you know me vengeance is like my number Mm -hmm. one I get off on that shit but I didn't and this girl (laughs) to the girl to to this girl to the girl who could have said anything the whole time could have apologized I just want you to know the only thing he ever was capable of committing to was a mistake. So the only reason y'all are still together is because he is sticking his guns to this terrible fucking decision he made. Because if there's one thing he does, it's self-sabotage and make the wrong decision. So that's what this is. This has nothing to do with me. I mean, or her, honestly. The script and he just yeah, keeps using it over and over again. Yeah. I mean, he 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 did the same thing and he told me that his ex-girlfriend cheated on him, but that could have been a lie because they told me that he was going around town. My friend Victoria told me that he was going around town saying that I cheated on him. And she was like, Well, I know that's a fucking lie. Anyone who knows me knows Men that's are a lie. always gonna defend it and flip it. Well every he, single time. Everything that I was afraid of has been validated. You know, yeah. You were running around with one of your fucking servers. And then I watched <laughs> I watched a memory the other day of me talking two years ago about my ex-husband and his servers, you know, and like seeing that and how that was a trigger for me, not fucking his servers, but like how I saw something and was like, you know, this is just where my brain goes. Your your restaurant managers, y'all fuck your servers. Doctors fuck their nurses, office workers, fuck their secretaries. Like, it's just how it goes. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that are true consistently in life. And that's why I don't want to fuck any more restaurant or whatever, managers, employees, anything. I say that, but then the next guy I went for was a bartender. Who, by the way, is a, just, if I, if I miss Mike's boyfriend, I've got one right fucking here. He is him to a T. If I close my eyes, I could convince myself. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like, I be like, do you mind if I call you? Well, I won't say his name, but do you mind if I call you this? And he, you know, because I could, I could convince myself they're just fucking like each other. And she you know what? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm doing? Running. Running. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> like, what? And it's okay because I've got, I've got a new lifestyle that I'm completely okay with and love. And I've always been very, um, cause as much as I don't want to fucking admit I'm hopeless or romantic, I've always been very, uh, oh, what's the word? All I can think of is monotheistic. That's not wow, it. Monogamous. Webster dictionary real quick, bitch. I don't know what the fuck that means. Monogamous. I'm always monogamous, serial monogamous. I love a relationship as much as I hate to admit it. I love the comfortable stage, you know, but it turns out I also, <laughs> also very much love the opposite end of the spectrum as well so so much (laughs) and that's a little message for my (laughs) well because I did say something I did say that I was just gonna go out and like fuck everyone have fun, man. I'm doing. I'm just having fun. Yeah. I'm just living my life. Speaking of, I need to wrap this up. <laughs> Welcome to our 27 topics in 30 minutes. Yeah, 30 for 30. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, this was more than 30 minutes, I think. Also, I was supposed to. Be, I'm running late. I'm running what time is it? late. It's three two fifty. Time to go, bitch. Yes, but thank you. I'm glad that we had to talk about everything. We covered everything. That was a lot. Do you, does it usually happen like that? Or do you talk about consistent things? I feel like, I don't know. We just go up. And we can spread. Yeah, we can spread it out. We didn't have a specific topic. So sometimes I like to do them like that. But yeah, but we'll come back. You'll come back again and we'll talk about something specific. And uh, I guess I'll see everyone else next week. Bye.